Good morning. Welcome to Brachos Daf Yod, page 10. A very, very long daf. I'll try to do my best to summarize it in just five minutes. The Gemara begins with the story of Rev Meir and Breuer. There were thugs in the neighborhood of Rev Meir who caused them a lot of distress. Rev Meir wanted to pray that they should die. Breuer saw this and said, no, it says in the Pasuk, This is from Barchinafshi, Psalm 104, which we talked about yesterday. So you want to say from that Pasuk, that you should pray that the chotim, the sinners, it doesn't say chotim, it's chatam, that the sins should be destroyed from the world. So rather, instead of praying that they should die, you should pray that they should do tshuva, and then there won't be sins anymore. But Mary heeded her wonderful advice, and they actually did tshuva, and he no longer had to pray that they should die. Then the Gemara goes on with different stories of other Sadducees or Minim that speak to Bruria and challenge her from different psukim. One is Rania Karlo Yolada, how is it possible that a woman who's barren would sing? And she answers them from the end of the verse. And basically, I think it's trying to show Broya's great knowledge in Navi and Tanakh, whereas the Sadducees did not have this particular knowledge. A third challenge that's brought from a min to, uh, to a rabbi um, is to Rabbi Vo, is the fact that if you look in the third psalm, the third psalm is about Mizmer uh, David Bevarchum David makes a song when he runs away from Avshalom. If you go to the 57th psalm, it's about when he ran away from Shaul. Well, which story was first? Obviously, the story of Shaul was first. That was before David even became king, whereas Avshalom was his son. It happened many years later. But the Gemara says the reason why it's out of order is because we do something which is called Darshan Smuchen. Um, verses or chapters that are right next to each other, we expound based on the juxtaposition. And the third chapter is coming after the second, which has to do with the war of Gog and Magog, because actually Gog, this end of war, will actually happen from a slave rebelling against his master. Well, how could a slave rebel against the master? Well, we see. Well, who would think that a son would rebel against his father? Yet Avshalom rebelled against his father. So too it's possible that a slave would rebel against his master. The Gemara then continues to quote the Pasuk that we say in Eshashchal from uh, Mishlei, Pia Pascha B'chachma B'Torz Chasa Shona, that she opens up her mouth with wisdom and the Torah of Chesed is on her tongue. And it actually is referring to David. When Shlomo said this, he was referring to his father David. And actually what we were saying, well, ah, it's a feminine Nekeva, it's Lashon Nekeva, but it's referring to the Ruch HaKodesh, that David said these things. And David actually praised Hashem uh, in five different ways. And the five different ways were, were the first time that David praised Hashem was when he was in utero, he praised Hashem. The second time that he praised Hashem when he's born and he sees the stars. The third time that he praises Hashem is when he starts nursing. He praises Hashem for being able to get sustenance. The fourth time that he praises Hashem is with the Mapolos and Shavrashayim, with the downfall of the evil. And then the fifth time is he praises Hashem for the Yom Hamisa, the day of death. And it's explained that there's a special insight into the soul, a special aspect of the soul that only comes in when someone is about to die. The Gemara continues comparing Hashem to people. And it says that, Ein sur There is no rock like our God. We darshan this, Ein sayar. There's no artist or painter, artist like a god, because other people, they make images on the wall, and obviously they can't give them life, but Hashem gives life to humans after he creates them. The Gemara continues and says that we can actually compare the neshama to Hashem in many ways. The neshama fills the body, it's seen but doesn't see, it's pure, um, it's in Yosheves Bechad Rechadarim, it supports, it sustains the entire body. So therefore, Barchin Hashem V'chol Kiravai, David says that his insights, his soul, should bless Hashem, because let the thing that has all those traits similar to Hashem, bless, bless Hashem who has those things. Then the Gemara on the bottom of the Almond has this whole episode with um, Chizkiyahu and Yeshayahu. Chizkiyahu was the king, Yeshayahu was the prophet, and Yeshayahu, Chizkiyahu refused to have a child because he knew 
the Ruach HaKodesh, that the child that would come from him would be Menasha, a terrible child. So he didn't have a child, but Hashem wanted him to have it. And neither wanted to go to e- either because of they each had too much respect for themselves and didn't want to go and visit the other. So what Hashem did was he made Chizkyo very sick. And then Yishayo had to go to visit him. And when he visited him, he said, why are you not having a child? And there's a whole story here. He says, look, I know I don't have a child. And Chizkyo says, look, are you, are you trying to play Hashem? You shouldn't play God. You should have a child. You have a mitzvah puravu. And we'll see what happens. The Gemara continues. We're going to now go to the Ahmed Bays as we have a whole thing about Chizkyo praising himself in order to try to get merit to be saved. And one of the things that he says is that he do, he's done the right thing. And the Gemara says, what has he done that was so good? And the Gemara answers, Shesamach Gula what we said all along, he made the bracha of Gula right next to the bracha of, of, of Tila at the beginning of the Shemona Esrei. Uh, the Gemara continues, with many different things that Chizkiyo did that the rabbis agreed, some things that didn't agree. One interesting thing that they said that he, they agreed to was Chizkiyo took the Sefer Refuot, the book of healing, and actually hid it. He thought that people didn't have enough faith in Hashem. It's a very challenging concept. He hid the book of healing, of Refuah, of medical interventions, so that people would continue to have faith in Hashem. We have many other stories here with interactions between the Isha Shunamit, the Shunamit woman, and, um, and, and Elisha, the prophet, and how she made him a little room in the Gemara Darshans and expounds many interesting things. One interesting thing that it says is that she understood who Elisha was and her husband didn't. Mikan, from here you see, that a woman recognizes the guests even more than the, than the man and knows who they are and therefore invites them in. Uh, the Gemara also talks about the idea of you should daven from a low place, not from a high place. Don't sit and stand on a chair, because it says in Psalm 130, I call out to, to you, uh, Hashem, from the depths. We also have the idea in our daf about when you daven, you should keep your feet together. We also have the idea in the daf that you should not eat before you pray. And finally, at the end of the Gemara, the Gemara talks about the halacha, that the halacha is that when is the beginning time for Shema is when you recognize your friend four cubits away. The end is not Neitzacham, it's not sunrise. Rather, it is three hours into the day, and that's the Psach. But the Gemara does have a discussion about if you're saying the Shema past the time, would you actually say the blessings of the Shema? And the Gemara concludes that you are actually able to say the blessings of the Shema. We'll continue with Daf 11 tomorrow.